0: Good morning on this sleepy, rainy Friday. You always wonder when it's rainy like this, if people will show up. So I'm, I appreciate you guys showing up today. <clears throat> As I was thinking this morning about just opening the, uh, what I would share, um, I was reminded last night I was driving home with my, my fourth grader who handed me a note that one of his buddies had written him. And the note simply said from one of his buddies, because they, they were required to write something nice to one of, their, one of their buddies, thank you for being my friend. You make me feel like I matter. And, you know, for a dad, you know, that's always important that your kids make other kids uh, know that they matter. I began to think about how much all of you guys matter and how much uh, we all have a part to play. You know, we matter to our wives, we matter to our families, we matter to our children, we matter to our employees. We all matter in some way or another. And today I hope that you know that you matter. Uh, Where you walk, how you walk, where you walk is so important, not just to uh, you, but to the people around you. So either you're on the side of I, ma- I know that I matter, or I need to make sure that someone around me knows that they matter today. So I hope you know that. Um, recent studies showed that um, in conversations that we have, uh, people remember only 10 percent of what we said, which is kind of funny for people like Mr. Delaney who teaches school and wonders if his students ever really heard what he said. However. The stat also goes on to say that they remember a hundred percent of how you made them feel. So, regardless, we're men, but we still we all have a sense of feeling uh, to us. So today, just want to remind you today. Just um, make sure that people around you know that they matter. They matter to you, and that that um, they matter uh, in in your life. Uh, that wasn't included in your ten dollar ticket today. That's just a free free bonus. So I didn't want to steal from Jeremy's time. Um, one of the things I love about volunteering here and being in small groups is being in the trenches with people that. Uh, maybe you wouldn 't normally be in the trenches with, and that God perfectly ordains that for us to remind us that um, that He is sovereign and that uh, He has a path for us you know it 's not a day that goes by that i don 't pray that God would order my steps uh, and that He would guide me along along the way so that not just I uh, can receive from others but that I can give to others and I feel like with uh, with our speaker today we 've gotten to do quite a bit through when we we both worked in sections and helped start that ministry and There were a lot of trenches we had to go through and a lot of things we had to learn together. He was I had the center section of the church and he had the right section. And so there were a lot. There was a lot of sharing, and a lot of competing. I still beat him really bad in number of people. He's still sore about that. But uh, anyway, we enjoyed our time together doing that. And so, you know, again, it goes back to just encouraging you guys to to make sure that you're volunteering somewhere or in a small group, because those guys are the guys you walk your life with. Those are the guys that when life gets tough or life gets easy, they're there to pick you up and, and, and share. And Jeremy and I have definitely had a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, a lot of sharing, a lot of breakfast, a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of frustrations shared together. So it's great to walk life with him. You know, Jeremy was born and raised here. He's an Oklahoma State alum. Uh, he's a husband to Melissa and three young boys, one that's a newborn and about as cute as they come. Uh, Jeremy started working in technology and even before graduating college, uh, he loved the excitement of having a new challenge in an ever-changing world. Early on in the business world, it was obvious that God wanted to use that arena in a training ground for greater things to come. I've, I've known Jeremy for quite a while, and he's a trusted leader here in our church, and I'm so honored and grateful, and I know that you'll feel the same way when you hear today from Jeremy Andrews. So welcome, Jeremy Andrews.
1: Slide through. So, uh, Everybody that kind of touches the stage, one of the first things they do is they thank Johnny, right? And uh, Johnny mentioned we've worked together on several different projects and things in the church, and so uh, including men's breakfast. So I've I've seen this, I've volunteered, I've helped here before, but <clears throat> going through this process was really an eye-opening experience for how much effort and energy he puts in personally uh, to make this look effortless. <clears throat> so really made me understand why everybody gets up here and the first thing they do is thank Johnny. Uh, so we, we owe a lot to Johnny. Everybody that comes here and uh, has an opportunity to you know, chat with friends and eat a good breakfast and all those things, we, we owe a great deal to, to him. A uh, Couple of other guys I did wanna give a quick shout out to. Uh, Mark Marquin, I don't, I don't see you bud, wherever you're at, right over there. Uh, Mark does, uh, organizes volunteers, does an incredible job of, of helping Johnny get this thing off the ground. There's also another probably five to ten guys that help out uh, every every single month, whether it's uh, walking around, talking to people, checking people in, helping do setup, all those all those different things that make the event go off. So uh, we owe them a big thank you. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, give them a quick, quick thank you. Uh, so let's get kicked off with a prayer. So. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to get together this morning. Uh, thank you for the fellowship that we have. Thank you for the opportunity to have a, a warm meal, a good cup of coffee. I uh, would pray that you give me the words to speak uh, that would uh, touch someone's life, that people would walk out of here refreshed and fulfilled, Lord, uh, whether that's from a great conversation, a new connection with a friend, uh, whatever that may be, Lord, we pray that you just would energize and uh, give people excitement as they leave this room today. Um, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We love you. Jesus' pray. Amen. So, I'm going to start with a uh, you know prayer and a Bible verse, and I may reference back to this verse a couple times. It's the only verse I'm going to use today, Um, but it's a verse that uh, came to me about 12 years ago um, through a certain certain set of circumstances that could have really only been God, Uh, and I've referred to it back referred back to it multiple times. Uh, in the last 12 years. Uh, but the verse is Isaiah 43.2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You know, for me personally, uh, when when you start talking about hearing from God and what does it mean to walk with God, uh, this is what comes to mind for me personally, right? Hearing from God and walking with God Uh, is not and you know, if you read the scripture, doesn't seem like it was ever designed to be an easy walk. Uh, It wasn't something that uh, if you get saved, all of a sudden life is great, right? What it means is that you're walking with someone who's there to be your crutch and to pick you up. Um, And so for me, uh, anytime I enter that difficult phase or, you know, I know I'm at that crossroads where I've got a decision to make, I I refer back to this. And I think it's important for, for all of us uh, as men to kind of have one of those uh, things, one of those rocks, one of those uh, places we refer back to. Um, and this is it for me. I had sent Johnny my outline, I don't know, two or three months ago, and I didn't include this particular story because it didn't dawn on uh, either one of He wouldn't have known, and I didn't, didn't dawn on me. But we scheduled uh, me to speak in May back in March-ish. Right? And at the time, I didn't realize, but this is actually a six-year anniversary for me. So the story actually starts seven years ago. But I was working at my current employer, Zayo, right? I'm a sales guy, right? F- was fairly successful, young and up-and-coming guy. Uh, but I was working in an environment where we had 90% turnover. We had acquired 20 different companies in four years, that, three, four years that I'd been there. Uh, it was hostile, to say the least. I made a move out of fear, jumped out of uh, the company that I was working for and went to work for what I perceived to be a more stable, slow-paced, easy environment and thought I was taking uh, you know, a move for the family and easy. I barely gave my notice uh, at my old job and knew I made a mistake. Before I ever even was out the door, I knew I'd screwed up. Didn't have the guts to go back in and figure out how to undo it, so I walked it out. The the next year of my life was unhappiness, unfulfillment, no blessing, tough road. Knew that I made a mistake and had no idea how to get back to it. I was still doing relatively well in sales. I was the number one sales guy in the office, and all, all of these things, uh, but it didn't feel right. Fast forward, to, you know, to the end of that year, I get fired. Right? Totally, totally. I shouldn't say I didn't see it coming because. Uh, I should have I was arrogant I was lazy I was doing uh, all the things that made a Sort of a toxic person in the in the sales environment. I was the best But I made sure everybody knew I was the best Um, And so I found myself without a job I had a stay-at-home wife and by the way, I've never told this story publicly So you guys get to hear it first. I had a stay-at-home wife. I had a son that was two months old another daughter I had a daughter that was four years old and I found myself going home humbled you know, beyond belief, thinking, what am I going to do now? What do I do now, right? And I knew, I knew then, I screwed up a year ago. I didn't screw up today, right? I screwed up a year ago when I left, and God didn't call me to act in fear. He didn't call me to leave. He'd saved me for three years. I'd worked for the company amidst all this environment and all these things, and I was just fine. So here I am, I find myself unemployed, and I start looking for jobs, and what am I going to do, and how's, how's this all going to work out? Through a set of circumstances that can only be God, my previous employer hires me back. Not only do they hire me back, they give me a raise and a promotion to come back, having no idea that I probably would have came back for you know half as much money as what I left for, and you know I just needed a job. You know, they, they brought me back and, and elevated me. And I say they, it really wasn't them, right? There's no, not a doubt in my mind the day I started back. It was a God thing, right? God was bringing me full circle to bring me back and say, next time, listen to me, right? Don't jump, don't panic, don't focus on the wind, don't focus on the waves, right? You know, like Peter, you know, walking on the water, don't focus on any of those things. Just focus on me, right? Just listen to me. And so for me, uh, you know, that was one of those times when I referred back to this verse, right? Through, through all of it, through the, you know, all of my mistakes and all of my issues, and I screwed it up. God didn't screw any of it up, right? I screwed it up, right? But he was still there for me. So for me, that's a, you know, a very personal moment where I know, I know, I know, I know that I was walking with God, right? And he was there. He saved me. He had me. Um, and that's a lesson that I've you know, carried for the last six years, right? That doesn't—that's not a lesson that stops. It's a lesson that continues, and you continue to walk it out day after day after day to go back and fix the mistakes that you made seven years ago when you left. Uh, and the last six years have been the most fruitful professionally and probably personally uh, that that I've had. They've been amazing. So, tell all that story. Tell that story just to kind of kick us off. Um, and talk about what it means to walk with God from kind of an average guy's perspective right it 's not going to be easy it's not going to be without challenges um, but going to start with a couple things uh what not to do when walking with God right so things God is not likely to tell you to do right if it involves a moral danger right he's not going He is not likely to lead you into a place to set you up for moral failure. so what I mean by that is uh, if you're prone to to anger, right? Maybe a high stress job is, is not for you, right? Maybe that's not a, a place you should be at. Uh, if you struggle with pornography, maybe sitting in front of a computer for several hours a day, unchecked and unsupervised, is not a good idea for you, right? So when you start thinking about is God leading me? Is He telling me to do something? The first thing you should think about is moral danger. Is there a moral danger on the other side of whatever this is? that this is going to lead me into or that I have to go through in order to get there? Because the answer is, if you have to go through that, probably not, right? Uh, don't, Don't confuse that with fear, right? Most times that you come to these crossroads, he is going to lead you to a place that looks a bit scary. And it's not God putting fear there. It's the enemy putting fear out in front of you to try and stop you from doing what you're doing. But don't confuse fear for moral danger. Two very, 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 very different things. So discerning those two is a big one. So a couple things God is likely to tell you, right? The first is there's different different um, things that he's going to say, different types of communication he's going to give you. One is now items, right? Things that are going to happen right now. They're Turn left, turn right, stop, go, right? They're uh, directions that you need to follow immediately or, or in the short term. Uh, he's also going to give you uh, future type direction, right? Uh, if you think of Joseph and the story of Egypt and the seven years of bounty and then the seven years of famine, uh, if you haven't read it in a while, go back and reread it. It's a great, great story. Uh, but that's another type of communication that's going to give you. God's going to give you protection, security, uh, providing for you long term, right, and giving you that direction that's going to see you through. Uh, Another one, and one of the big points I want to make, there are three kind of big points I'm going to make today, and this is, this is one of them. Uh, the, one of the things that people often overlook when they talk about hearing from God or they discount it uh, is affirmation. right? And it's what I'd call kind of one of the big three that I'll say today. But, but affirmation is one of those items uh, that if God's speaking to you, almost without fail, he's going to give you affirmation it's, it's a kind of what I'd call a leading indicator of God moving in your life. Um, an affirmation typically are those little coincidences that we see in life. It's those things where you're like, this thing happened last week. And now all of a sudden my buddy's telling me this thing and hmm, that's, that's kind of odd. You know, I, uh, When Johnny and I were talking about me speaking, I had a topic, and I I immediately I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to tell my story, and this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to be this and that, and I'll tell about how stupid I was in high school, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The first three people that I told that I was going to be speaking all said the exact same thing. They said, you need to talk about hearing from God, which was a topic I never would have gotten up here and said, I'm an expert on, or, you know, I'm not a pastor you know, I volunteer and help out at church, but I never envisioned myself being up here, much less talking about something like hearing from God. But uh, three people told me, and that was the moment where I kind of said, okay, right? <laughs> I'm listening, God, right? Three separate people that are very close to me saying the same thing meant something to me, right? So that's one of the first things you should look for anytime you're, uh, you know that you're walking or starting a walkout, right? Affirmation. A uh, few things to cover off on before I hit point number two, right? As we kind of get deeper, there's some few things that you kind of have to check the box on uh, before you go go too far, right? And if you've been at church on the move any amount of time, you've heard these things. Uh, probably heard them over and over and over again, uh, but a few basics, right? Put God first in your life. Pretty basic one. If you've been at church at all, you, you get it, right? But make sure your priorities are right. God's first. Your family's second, right? Next is you need to be showing up at church. You need to be volunteering somewhere inside the church. Maybe it's, you know, at summer camp. Maybe it's at Christmas train. Maybe it's greeting. Wherever it is, wherever God calls you to, show up and volunteer. You need to be doing those things uh, on a regular basis. Uh, The next one is, you know, we've probably beat you to death with it over the last two years. uh, But we beat you to death with it because it's so, so important. It's have a small group. There's, there's no measurement for how important a small group is, uh, especially for men, right? I don't know what the, you know, men and women are different. Women get together, and they have coffee, and they talk for hours, and, you know, they're always chit-chatting with somebody. Uh, men, we're, we're prone to shut down. We're prone to not talk. We're prone to not share our stories, uh, and if you let that happen, uh, that's when you're vulnerable, right? And so I would encourage you not only to be in a small group, but give those guys the right to hold you accountable. So having said that, that's some of the basics, right? That's kind of check that box before you move on. As you kind of continue to walk, the next thing I would encourage you to do is uh, to look at your channels, right? And your avenues, your conduit, your things and your ways that God's going to be able to talk to you, right? So uh, I I would say write them down, know them, have them somewhere that you know and you're purposeful about what those things are. Uh, so for me personally, my, my avenues are uh, my wife, my family, church on the move, my chair time, my inner circle, which is my small group, my work, and my six-day project. I happen to have seven. It's just a coincidence. But, uh, but I think you should have somewhere between five and ten different avenues that you are being purposeful about in your life that you're uh, working on daily communicating with you're deeply involved with these five to ten things i say five to ten because if you you got more than ten it's noise and it's probably too much and you probably need to reduce it if you got less than five then you probably don't have all of your channels open right and you're missing something somewhere along the line uh so i 5 to 10, you know, maybe for you it's slightly different, but good recommendation mm-hmm. to get started. So, uh, why multiple channels, right? If you, if you think about um, the different channels and, and why you have them, uh, it's two purposes, right? It's so God can speak to you, and so you can speak to others, right? It's a, it, I kind of think of it as a, uh, a multi-stop two-lane highway, right? It's God speaking to you, and you speaking back to God, and you being in this regular communication because of somebody else, this other avenue, this other thing, this other whatever set of circumstances that you're being put in because of this job or project or situation with your kids or, you know, discussion you're having with your wife or or whatever those things are. It strengthens your relationship with God both ways. Uh, But the other thing it does is it allows God to use you, right? It allows him to use you the other direction, right? So he can speak into you and then you can speak out into others to your wife, to your kids, to your job, to your project, and be the light that God's called you to be, right? And when you're doing that, that's when God's gonna use you, right? So when he can speak to you, give you some instruction, and have you walk it out, that's what God's looking for. Uh, just just somebody to be his feet. Go be his hands and, and walk it out. <clears throat> so the, uh, the second topic that I wanna kind of, second kind of big Item that I want to touch on is uh, the difference between a leap and a step. Uh, so one of the things Pastor George talks about uh, a lot, and I really uh, grabbed a hold of, is he talks about God not calling you to a leap; He calls you to steps, which I hundred percent agree with. I would never get up here and disagree with him, but <laughs> but not that you needed me to confirm that for you. But but I do think there's an important lesson packed in this, in that uh, a lot of times as, as Christian men, uh, we fall back and use it as an excuse and a crutch. And we say, God didn't call me to a leap. I'm not going to do that because he didn't call me to a leap. And a lot of times we confuse a leap uh, for a step. And so one of the important things we can, we can do as men is try to figure out the difference and learn to tell the difference uh, between a leap and a step. So brought a short clip Uh, One of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, If you haven't seen it, uh, don't go to work today. Go home and watch it. Uh, But Indiana Jones. Uh, So we'll, we'll tee it up and watch this. the uh in the clip uh that I think is a, a you see Indiana come to the ledge right and he sees this giant gap between where he's standing and where he needs to get to. And for me that's exactly what I think of when I think of walking with God and we come to these moments where it looks like it's a leap and it's really a step, right? And if we try to do it on our own, you know I would have taken ten steps back and done my best Michael Jordan to try to get across, right? And I wouldn't have made it, right? Nobody would have made it, right? But the point is, is, uh, but if you step, right, if you just take a step and trust and have faith in God, uh, you can walk across easily, right? He gets across, as soon as he actually, as soon as he takes a step, the whole perspective changes. He sees the bridge, he sees the walkway, he stays on the path, he easily makes it across. If you know anything about the story, though, you'd... If you don't know, I'm sorry, I'm running it for you. But if you do know the story, you know that uh, his journey doesn't stop here, right? He didn't, he didn't win. This isn't the, uh, the end of the challenge or the game. This isn't the end. He goes, uh, he can't see the next room. He's still got to beat the bad guy. He's still got to pick out the cup that was Jesus's, right? And there's still several more steps. Um, and, and so for me, that's a great picture of, of what it is when you're walking with God, right? You're going to take a step, and it's going to be great, and you're going to be rewarded and feel fulfilled. And it's going to be great until you hit the next challenge, right? But once you've walked with God, you don't—you're not worried about it, or not as worried about it. You can rely on your past experience to carry you through the the next challenge, and and that's what He does. That's what He does to the entire series of challenges. Uh, the the last. Uh, the last concept I want to talk about is um, a, probably the most tricky, the the most kind of uh, sensitive, <clears throat> and uh, the one you probably need to get right the most, right? All these other, everything else that we've talked about and covered, uh, you know, you can't, I shouldn't say you can't screw it up, but God's got you. If you walk with God and you seek God, you're going to be good. Uh, this one's a bit tricky, Uh, because it involves not doing some of the things that I just told you to do. So, uh, but it involves forsaking everyone else, right? And so I just told you to be in a small group. I just told you to give guys the right to hold you accountable. Just told you all those things that are absolutely true. Uh, But at some point, if you're walking with God, you are going to have to walk with God. And it's going to be a walk between you and God and nobody else. And at some point, in your life god is likely to tell you or or have you walk a path that somebody else is going to tell you not to go down right and and i can't stress this enough right refer back to moral dangers think about why think about the why and the the what and all of the reasons right but if you know that god called you to a place and then you have somebody telling you not to go there you need to know why are they telling you not to go there right Is it is it fear? Are they concerned for you? Is it some other some other thing that's that's driving it? And those are all good and perfectly okay things, and you should not be mad at your friends or doubt your friends or they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. But God's calling you to say, put those relationships down and follow me, right? If if God called you to walk with Him and uh, but all you had to do was listen to your you know your best buddies or your wife or you know, do what your job said, uh, you wouldn't think it was God. You'd think it was your two or three buddies and that, hey, if I just listen to these two or three guys, I'll be okay. And I don't have to worry about anything else. I'll just listen to this. That's not the way it works. God wants you to listen to him and him above all others, right? Uh, that includes, includes your wife. Don't go home and tell your wife that I said you don't have to listen to her or agree to her, because that's not what I'm saying, right? She, you should get your wife on board with, with what you're doing, right? It doesn't mean that she's not a little bit scared of the opportunity or that there's not some risk, but you should get her on board uh, and she should agree that, you know, God's talking to you at least. Um, but at some point you may still need to make a decision that she's a little bit uncomfortable with, right? If you think of, uh, as you start to kind of walk this out um, and, and what this looks like, a lot of guys uh, say, well, I'm not, I'm not ready. When I get there next year, you know, I'll be, I'll know more, I'll be mentally prepared, I'll be physically ready, I'll be in a better position uh, financially, or whatever those things are, right? Those are the excuses we make to to not start our journey, right? But God didn't call you uh, to walk with him or to execute on his plan because you're ready. He called you because you're not ready, right? He called you because you don't have the talent, the knowledge, the ability today, right? And through this process, He's going to use you to point to him, right? Back to those avenues and the channels that we're talking about. If you look at the, the greatest examples in the Bible, really pretty much every example in the Bible, right, from Noah's, Noah, Moses, David, Peter, Paul, they, they weren't guys of great stature or great ability that, you know, God, you know, just took and made a, a little bit better, There were guys that God completely transformed their lives, right? He took them from a shepherd to a king. He had a guy that never built a boat before, build the biggest boat that ever been built in history, right? So God didn't call you because you're great, but he absolutely called you to greatness. So as we close, uh, I would just encourage you guys to go out. Uh, Don't be timid. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. Step up be excited, be the great men of character and courage that God called you guys to be. So that's
0: it. You know, um, are we on here. Try again. It's on. There we go. Uh, you know, early in my career, um, I uh, was I sat under Oral Roberts for four years when I was at OU, and on the on the, the the back wall of the big chapel there, they have that we met in every week. There was a big banner there that said uh, what what God gave Oral, and, and the and the words were, "Raise up your students to hear my voice." And I will tell you this that um, I think there's a reason why God told him, "Hear my voice" as the number one, because just as Jeremy testified this morning that. Um, there are a lot of books we can read. There's a lot of um, blogs I can read from Seth Godin in my, in my career. There are a lot of books on self-help. There's a lot of things I can read, but hearing God's voice is the number one because there's a lot of times we go on Scripture, we speak Scripture, we confess it, but sometimes it doesn't always come from Uh, Where you think it comes from it comes from you and god in your walk with him and he speaks to you clearly And there's been so many times in our business that there was no answer written I mean, I could speak scripture all day long, but I had to hear from him I had to be directed by him and him alone And so yes, he does speak through his word and that's where a lot of that comes from But sometimes you just got to have a word from god. You've got to know Like just in indiana jones, you've got to know this is your step out. This is your place to take a step I I love that I've, i've thought of that illustration so many times. It was so good to see that again this morning But jeremy, thank you for so many, you know, we have a lot of variety of speakers here, and I love Jeremy's word because it is such deep rivers. You know, sometimes it's it's fun to go through life, a lot of the the rapids, but sometimes you just need a good word from God that is just, where am I in the middle of my walk? I've got deep rivers. Sometimes I gotta pull up my my oars and start rowing. Um, but that's what we gotta do as men, that's what we gotta do when we hear God's voice, is is keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Life's not always full of these fast turn uh um, Rapids, it is It is deep water sometimes. So thankful, very, very thankful that we can hear from God in those moments. Um, really thankful for next month. We have uh, Dean Wilson with us here. I don't know if, how many of you know Dean. He's been to our, our breakfast before here. He's a sales manager at Nelson Mazda. So don't let that scare you. Uh, he and his wife, Jennifer, have been involved at Church the Move for almost uh, 27 years, a long, long time. They've served in kids ministry, curriculum development, video clubs. He's, a, he's also a producer, video producer, um, film producer, uh, he and his wife have three young men, all outstanding leaders. Um, they're currently serving as the coordinators for the healing place here at the church. And April, Dean was ordained as one of the very first lay pastors at Church on the Move. And we'll be sharing at next month's breakfast on the importance of being persistent in prayer. This is one topic we have not covered in this breakfast is on prayer. But I can I can tell you this. We just uh, finished a, a small group on that, a couple small group on that. Also reading E.M. E. Bounds' book on prayer And it is absolutely phenomenal, um, the things that God does when we take the time. You know, prayer is like one of those things that it's not like anybody notices. You know, it's kind of like when you're training for a marathon, Uh, No one sees you training. No one cares. They just want to see you cross the finish line or they want to see you win the medal. Uh, Prayer is the same way. It's something that nobody sees, but you and God, it's your walk with just with him. But prayer always precedes great things that happen in our lives. And I'm excited to hear from Dean Wilson on that next month. So that date is June the 2nd, Friday, June 2nd. Now, I kind of want to issue you guys a challenge for June is that um, we're growing. Obviously, this room is we have spread out the tables a little bit today. Uh, for you just so you had a little bit of space but this room can handle almost double what we have in here. I really like to see us all invite just one person just one guy to men's breakfast and I will issue another another challenge that if uh, for every guy that you invite uh, you buy a ticket I will give you a ticket. So that means that if I give you a ticket you better get them here because I'm paying for it. So uh, do your best. I will when I send out the directions that I'll send you a code that you can enter that in so you'll buy your ticket and then the ticket your extra ticket will be free. So uh, we'll work that out. But I'll give that to you uh, earlier in this next month. So I'd love to see this room filled. You know, we on purpose don't announce this event in the main service just because it would be not what it is, what you see right here. It would be five times the size. And we purposely kept it as uh, we wanted you to invite some guy and let this be a men's breakfast community uh, in, in and of itself. So um, I will issue that later just so you know but I really want to see a few more guys but I don't want don't want numbers I'm, I'm not doing this for numbers I do this because I want to see you connected to somebody else or someone connected to you that maybe hasn't been to this event or wouldn't normally come to this event by themselves so I make it a personal effort to bring people to this event that maybe haven't been here I have a table if you bring you know I, I know a, a Larry, Larry are you here Schmidt somewhere he has a table of eight uh, Clint Williams always brings I mean he he had almost three tables today so Thank you for doing that. But uh, again, the connection to you is really important in our community. This is not a community in and of itself. This is a community meant for us to point back to all the different things we're doing in our church. So I've had people come to me and say, hey, could we do this at Men's Breakfast or could we go do this, this together? Yeah, there's a lot of things that we could do, but our systems here are designed that will be informing you about what's going on at the church, but also allow you to get involved in small groups and, and volunteering and next move and getting baptized. All of those things, are, that's what this event's designed for. So um, I'll get that to you next month so you can invite invite someone. But I'd love to see June be a really, really big month for us since Dean's coming, and he's a he's just a great speaker, very animated. You'll enjoy him a lot. So let's pray, and I'll get you guys out of here. But thank you for being here this morning. Lord, we honor you today. Father, we're so thankful for the word that we heard today. Lord, words that we hear like this today, we're responsible for Um responsible to respond, responsible to implement into our own lives. Lord, thank you that we can hear your voice today. Lord, we can take um, a step of faith. Lord, we can ask you, what is our next steps? Our steps are ordered by you today. Everyone in here, our steps are ordered when we lean on you. Thank you for the favor of God on every man that's in this room today. Lord, that you surround us with favors, with a shield, as it says in Psalms 512. Lord, we're honored that we can walk out our daily walk with you. We can do it among men that we trust in a place here at our church, Lord, with a pastor that we can surely trust and are so grateful for his years of faithfulness. Lord, your word says a faithful man will abound with blessing, Lord, and that's how we want to be in our lives in every area. We honor you today, Lord. Thank you for this Friday. Pray for safety as we all travel out of here, and we love you. Thank you for this opportunity to be together in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. If you go down the stairs today, be very careful. They're very wet. Someone fell last week, so... Uh, We don't want anybody falling today. God bless you guys. Thank you.